you to tell me a little bit about um, if you could, I want to learn a little bit about more about your background. How long have you been in Connecticut and, um, what's your kind of, um, you know, background in, and what are you doing now? Um, I saw you work, I'll do a little bit of work for, for BN sports, but tell me about your background and then, uh, your professional life. Yeah, definitely. So, um, personally, my name is Roberto Rojas. I am a 22 year old, uh, journalist from Bridgeport, Connecticut and based in Connecticut. Um, I was born and raised here in the United States all my life, but the connections that I have with Paraguay are my parents. Both of them okay. came to the United States in the 90s, you know, immigrated here, did the whole thing. I was born in 97, so we stayed here all our life. And um, I always tend to go to Paraguay for like my vacations, usually like when there's no school. And yeah, that's kind of the connection I have. Um, I got into this journalism kind of thing at around 16, 17, when I was about to head into college. I have a degree at Sacred Heart University in communication and media arts, and I'm actually going for my master's degree in broadcast journalism and media production for, well, I finished my first year, so now I'm going for my second year, and so I'll graduate in August of 2021. And, you know, I got involved in this kind of thing, you know, just writing for like a bunch of different blogs. Um, I have my own podcast as well called Little Bit Football, which we talk about every Monday about like the different things that are happening in the world of soccer. Um, get guests. We just talk about it for like an hour. And I've been doing that for about six years now. Yeah, hard to believe, six years. And um, yeah, this, I, I tend to obviously specialize given that I do have the connection in Paraguay. Um, I think it allowed me to try to branch out and be someone where you could be the the source, you would say, in, in this kind of stuff. And yeah. given the, the the amount of Paraguayans that are playing in MLS and across the across the world, I just figured that for me it would be the perfect um, place to to utilize my forte and and try to obviously talk about it because you know. Not many people talk about Paraguay, like Argentina or Brazil or Colombia or something along those lines. So I figured I want to put into that kind of work and, and, and talk about it where I'm sure people will be interested. Just a case of like, who's going to do it? So I was like, figured I'd do it myself. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing this kind of stuff. Um, you mentioned the thing at Be In Sports. I've been there for 18 months now. I'm a digital social uh, producer, media producer. So I work for the social media team and, you know, just work uh, editorially as well for the website and obviously for the, for the other stuff uh, across the company. And yeah, that's basically my, my story so far. Obviously the forte that I have is in South American soccer. That's kind of the, the region I tend to follow, but of course, you know, I, I like all the other leagues, MLS, Premier League, La Liga, whatever it may be, but I like to specialize myself in South America and, and the players from that region. Yeah, and uh, it's always good when you can lock down a niche like that, and that's why we're talking today. Austin FC obviously just signed um, Rodney uh, Redes from uh, Guarani, uh, and the first player signing for Austin FC, so people were, are very excited. I think uh, people are still trying to figure out how excited they should be about this player. Um, and tell me what you tell you tell me what you know about uh, Rodney uh, Reyes or Redes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as many people had perhaps even in Paraguay would say, you know, this this kind of went under the water. Like no one had expected this move. There were rumors uh, last week his agent, Diego Cerati, actually spoke about how, you know, they were planning to sell him to an MLS team, but it was unnamed. So that's when all the, the rumors started to come out. And it's like, okay, 
where is it going to go? People were suggesting Miami or Cincinnati as well. And, and obviously team, he said that this would be a team that never had a pair of blind player. But little did I know, <laughs> a team that never had a player, period. So, yeah, Ronnie Reyes, I mean, he's definitely a player that has definitely exploded as one of the new bright gems of this this new era of Paraguayan players. I think, um, as you know, Paraguay was a team that made it to four straight World Cups from the 90s to 2010 and are trying to go back to it. And, you know, I think Redes is definitely one of those players to, to look out for who is hopefully going to help that team moving forward. But in a nutshell, what you're going to get with Redes is you're going to get someone who is very quick. He's very strong. And I think he's someone that, I think is very important. Um, obviously, we, we need to know who what the team will be like um, later. But you know, I think he's a player that is very versatile in playing as a midfielder, as a winger, as a forward. Um, he's very disciplined uh, he, and very humble as well. He, he comes from the, the La Colmena area, which is a rural area in the north of Paraguay. And you know, he's someone that's been you know was brought up on the academy. Um, made his debut back in 2018. He scored four goals in his first year. Um, I think he's really someone that has improved in those last two years. I think in 2019, he kind of had a bit of an off year um, where he wasn't as strong as his breakout year would say. Um, Maybe he was a player that perhaps didn't have the confidence needed um, to go on to goal, even though he does like to take shots onto goal, maybe doesn't anticipate as much. Maybe he's just a bit fearful, but he's definitely improved um, this year as well. You know, he's he scored goals in the Copa Libertadores. He scored goals in the, the Paraguayan League as well. Um, he's definitely a player that will will get will get well, it's kind of like your atypical winger and, and midfielder. You know, he's very quick, strong, agile. You know, he likes to go back, track back to help the defense and go forward as well. Um, you know, he, it always seems like he's always in the box for a goal scoring chance. I see, you know, he's always someone that maybe isn't going to score a goal or just like, but he's always there to like, say if a player was going to get a rebound, he would be there to get that, that rebound and score. So, yeah, I think what this will be, I think it's another good move, not just for Austin FC, but I think it's a good move for the league, you know, going into that kind of route of young players from South America, as we saw with your, Miguel Marones with your Ezekiel Barcos, um, P.T. Martinez, your Diego Rossi's in LAFC. You know, you're getting a lot of young South Americans that are coming into this league and to see it as a way of a, of a springboard, but, you know, to make it to that next big jump. But again, I think you're really going to get a player that is very intelligent, um, very fast, very strong, and above all, very humble and disciplined. And I think just very happy to be there. I think, you know, I was watching some of his interviews when he uh, joined the team, or at least it was official. He seems like he really wanted that dream, and I think that will play a big part in his personality of what we see on the pitch. But, um, yeah, I think Austin FC is really getting a good player as their first ever signing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what what kind of profile does he have uh, down there? Uh, he plays for uh, Guarani, which is in uh, Asuncion, right? And, and what uh, – what, you know, how famous is he? Like, is he a player that people are kind of looking at as like maybe the future, uh, a future national team type player, or is he just kind of starting to uh, get noticed by the, the, you know, the public down there? No, I think he's really well. Um, he's definitely well in the know. I think given the fact that he's already had a little under a hundred games for what I need, and he has like 15 goals to his name and he's been a very important player for what I need. For those that don't know what Guarani is, so Guarani is a team that is traditionally the 
third strongest team in Paraguay because, you know, they're one of the few teams to have never been relegated, but they are behind the two big teams, Olimpia, which is the most successful team, the most league titles, most international titles, and Cerro Porteño, which is the, the second best team in the, in the country. So, you know, for him, and Warani have always been known for developing young players as well. They've always had that kind of reputation of being a, a team that, you know, obviously is contending for titles um, domestically and, you know, can do as best as they can uh, in an international competition. But, you know, they're definitely well known for their academy. And I think Redes is, is one of those type of players. He, he's definitely someone that I think will, will definitely get a, a definitely a a lot of a lot more eyeballs to him because you know comparing MLS to a Paraguayan national uh, sorry a Paraguayan league you're going to get more eyeballs uh, in the United States but um, I'm I'm pretty sure that he will be destined for a future call up for the national team under Eduardo Erizo especially given that World Cup qualifiers are going to start soon um, if the Copa America happens next year he's definitely up there and, and and I think it's it's very important because you know we're, we're looking at these young new players. You know, there's there's a lot of young players out there in Barua that obviously we're going to talk about uh, Eric Lopez as well, who is possibly going to head off to Atlanta United. He's also another young player that has made a, a big uh, boom, you would say, or has exploded onto the scene quite early, you know, even a little over a year since his first um, professional season. So. I think he really is someone that is definitely well known in Paraguay. He's, he's definitely starting to get that kind of reputation. And I think, you know, like, um, like many Paraguayans that like to make the jump abroad, be it to in to an Argentina or a Brazil or, or even in Europe at this point, I think, um, I think red is, is, is definitely going to follow into the footsteps of those players. And, and we can only be hopeful that he could be very important for, for his team, his new team now, and obviously for the national team when he gets the, the opportunity. Yeah. I had really sense talking to Josh Wolf that he's really excited about the profile, the type of player that uh, Redis is. And uh, I wonder too, like he does seem like the kind of player that is definitely in the mold of, um, you know, those versatile uh, wingers, guys that can play multiple positions in the attacking role uh, that Wolf has really had, uh, a lot of success uh, as an assistant, um, you know, thinking in Columbus, especially like players like Ethan Finley and Justin Miriam. Would you say that he kind of fits into that Josh Wolf mold, not just those two, but maybe even a Josh Wolf type player, the way, you know, Josh played uh, as a speedy winger, kind of a versatile attacking player, maybe not as strong as physical, but, uh, you know, is he, is he that type of player? Is, is there a reason why Josh Wolf's uh, so excited to get his hands on this, this young player? Yeah, I think so too. And I think also with Claudio Reyna, who obviously had that kind of reputation when he was sporting director at NYCFC, you know, is also known for looking for these young type of players. Um, I think with Redes, you know, you're right. I think you do get someone that not just can play as a winger, not can just play as a midfielder, can shift as an attacking midfielder. I think I think that's super important for your your um your forwards or your attackers in this case to be someone that not just wants to go forward and, and go on to goal, but also track back when needed. I think, um, you know, I, I don't like to make the, the big comparison because they're, they're two completely different players, but it's almost someone like an Almiron type of player. Uh, you know, someone that maybe is much more stronger than Almiron, maybe he's a little bit slower than Almiron, but, you know, I think he's is still someone that can work as a winger or a midfielder or an attacking midfielder and someone that likes to go and track back uh, to the defense 
and, and help them out or, or go for, or go back or go forward. So, yeah, I think he really fits the mold into what Josh Wolf wants. And I think, um, I think it's a perfect good signing that hopefully that if he's utilized the right way, I don't know what other players will come in, obviously, but I think if he is able to put him in the best position that I think he can play in, which is as a winger, as a left winger as well, mm. um, then you definitely have a, a special player that could definitely, definitely improve and, and help uh, the team hopefully to, uh, to succeed in the future. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I thought Claudio Reyna said today was I was talking to him about uh, this idea of, you know, some Paraguayan players coming to MLS and, and Miguel Almarona is obviously right, the shining example of somebody that these kids have looked up to and seen make the jump uh, to MLS and then to Europe. But he made an interesting point, which was that um, obviously Almarone went took that first step to, to Argentina, went to Lanús and then uh, was sold for, I think, eight million somewhere in that range. Uh, to Atlanta United. And, and what Claudio said was that they're kind of looking at, uh, you know, who are the, who are the players that can maybe we could get them before they jump, before they make that jump uh, to another club, before their value goes way, way up. Is it too much to sort of look at Redis as um, a potential sort of Almiron type player. I mean, Almiron is probably the best player to come out of Paraguay and you'd be much, uh, better to say for how long uh but you know is there something to be said for a rightist kind of being in that mold or is that a little too much too early um i think it's also different because you know like you said he was a player Almiron in this case he was a player that had to prove himself in argentina first before making that jump to mls you know he obviously won the league title at cedro the team that he, he made his professional debut at, and then go to lanus and be a vital part and winning their championship as well. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting because, you know, as we've seen, um, obviously this is a new thing that's been going on. We're, we're seeing a lot of Paraguayans make the jump from the domestic league to um, MLS. Uh, it hasn't really succeeded as much. You know, we saw with um, Christian Colman, who went to FC Dallas, yeah. didn't really work as well there. We saw with Jesus Medina, who... Still at NYCFC, but perhaps, and he was very highly rated at Libertad as well. So he was someone that had the interest of many clubs, but perhaps isn't as, um, wasn't as successful as we thought. I think for Redis, there is a big factor um, to his place. I think because it's a new team, I think the expectations are a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. And I, even, I think it was even the case for Almiro when he went to Atlanta. It was a new team, and, you know, obviously he, he was fortunate to have a good supporting cast in the likes of Joseph Martinez and Tito Villalba and many other players uh, with them. So that helped. Can, can, this, can the same be said to Redis? We don't know. That's the big question that we have to figure out. We have to figure out what Austin FC is going to do in the long term. We can only hope, and, and obviously the player has to show what kind of what can he, what can he do at Austin FC? But I think what helps him best is, of course, you know, the fact that you know, there isn't as much pressure. They, I think, the expectation obviously for Austin is big because you know, it's a new team. The ambition is there, as we've seen with with the the people that are wanting to get involved in it. And I think they are smart in what they're trying to do. And then they're looking, as I said, you know, they're looking at players that want to help increase their 
their their value, their their reputation across the country and, and of course across the world, especially in Paraguay, especially given the the now the, the many Paraguayans that are playing in the league right now. So I think that's that's where we're at right now. We I don't know if he can be Austin FC's Almiron. I think he <laughs> I think it's it's easy that he needs to be Austin FC's Rodney Redis. I think that's mm-hmm. the that's the big factor. He wants to be himself and, and not compare him to other players. He was, I'm sure he was an influence or at least, you know, a factor into why that many young Paraguayan players want to make that jump. And it makes sense as well. You know, you kind of have that financial security as well. I mean, yes, while you do have the history in Argentina as well and or Brazil, but, you know, financially, maybe it's not as strong. Well, depends on the team, of course, but it's maybe not as certain as what you're seeing in MLS when you want to live your your life in obviously a, a good city that is Austin, which, you know, obviously has the best reputation as one of the best cities to live in in the United States. Maybe that pressure isn't going to be there for Rodney. I think um, a young 20-year-old Paraguayan making his first jump to the, as, as we like to say, across to the Atlantic, um, I think he... I think there's a lot in into him that could really factor into his success. But um, as I said before, it's it's just a matter of what else Josh Wolf and Claudio Reyna want to do to help this team moving forward. And if he is able to get the best supporting cast possible, then then he could it definitely hopefully mold the way to other young Paraguayans that want to make that jump uh, into MLS. Yeah. Do you feel like is Paraguay kind of having a, a moment right now when it comes to developing young players uh, or is it just kind of feel that way because we've seen Almarone come through and seen MLS being more, more willing to dip into that pool of younger, um, you know, South American players that, that it maybe just kind of feels that way as, a, as an MLS fan or, or somebody that follows the league closely. You know, I think it's a cycle. I think, as I mentioned before, you know, it was a country that had made it to four straight world cups, um, you know, always been competitive on the South American perspective and especially a country of like a little over 7 million people and the resources aren't as, as strong as in a, as a Brazil or an Argentina or Colombia or Uruguay or something along those lines. But I think it's all a cycle. I think it really is. But I, I think, I do think the Amarone success story definitely played a part in thinking, okay, where can other clubs find the new Almiron? Where can they, where can they go? And so they're looking at Paraguay as a, as a breeding pond for, for new talent. And Redis is another, another one of those players. So, yeah, I, th- I, think it's, um, I think it's just the case of how the league has definitely developed. And, you know, he said that, that he was following the league much more closer um, and how it's obviously improved uh, for years now. So maybe this is just a case of young, not just Paraguayans, but young South Americans that want to make that jump, not just because financially they, they can be more secure, but also because they can see that as a, as a springboard in comparison to what you're seeing in a Brazil or in Argentina or a Mexico where a lot of Paraguayans go as well, where they can, you know, succeed properly if they can to then make that big jump to Europe to what Amarone did or what other Paraguayans do, because, you know, typically the Paraguayans, they don't really make the jump to Europe from Paraguay. It, it, it happens at times, but it hasn't been as successful. But in comparison to those who make a jump to an Argentina or to a Brazil first before going to Europe is a different story. And I think that's what, I think that's what uh, Red has looked at. It, he looks at this case of like, okay, I can make my debut in Paraguay 
and, and try to succeed there and, and do as best as I can, make that big jump into a development league as an MLS where he can hopefully succeed in the way that he did at Wernie or even better, and then make that jump to a league in Europe. I think that's kind of the reputation that many players like him are following. And it's, it's, it's definitely been a, a trend that we've been seeing for quite some time. And so I think this is just hopefully a, another example that we could see where you see a young Paraguayan, South American, whatever, make that jump to MLS, um, play well, do well, and be a, an important player, even like, a, like an Alfonso Davies. I mean, that's not really a, a big comparison because they're two different players, but the similar case where you get a young player who succeeds out of Vancouver Whitecaps and then go to Bayern Munich and, and look at him now where he's becoming one of the best uh, left backs in the world. So, yeah, that, that might be the case for Redders where he can go there, succeed, and then obviously open a lot more doors for opportunities uh, if he does make that jump to Europe. Because I think that's always been the case. I think that's always been the the dream for many young players that, yeah, they all dream of being a professional and, and playing for their, their team in Paraguay. But at the end of the day, just because of the globalization of the sport that it's become, they want to make that jump to Europe. You know, they want to play for the biggest teams in the world. And, and I think that's what Reyes wants as well. So I think that's the best answer that I can give you uh, in terms of what can, he can do from a developmental standpoint. Are there any stories out there or any particular matches that people can find that, that really kind of uh, illustrate, um, you know, whether it's like a personality that, that Radis has been able to show people or, or just, you know, the matches that he's really shown, shown best in that can really, you know, give people a sense, Austin FC fans, a sense of, of what they're in store for when they finally get in the stadium. Well, I think one of the best things that really is important in a player, I think it doesn't matter if you come from Paraguay or wherever, I I think it's definitely the personality. I think um, he comes, like, as I mentioned, he comes from a rural area called La Colmena. And, you know, obviously many see this kind of jump um, from poor, humble beginnings to make it to the professional game and, and to never lose their roots. I think that's, I think that goes to show that, and then he's not obviously the, the only example. We've seen the likes of a, like a, a perfect example would be his former teammate in Robert Rojas, who played for one, and he played alongside Redes, and had just made the jump to River Plate, the, the team in Argentina. Uh, but he's known as someone that likes to go into the, into the farm to help his family out um, when he's in off-season or something. I think Redes is, has done that as well. Not, not, I can't confirm that for a fact, but I think he's said that in an interview that he likes to always go back and help out his family. So that's always been the, that's always been the case of like, and many Paraguayans are like that too. I think they, they've always been someone that has been very strong to their family, very humble, realizing that where they come from, they want to make a name for themselves and explode in the way possible. So I think what we've also seen in some of the games that he's played, you know, scoring in a, in a, top competition like the Lirita Ortiz, you know, scoring consistently as well in the Paraguayan league and doing that all before uh, the age of 20 shows that he is someone that really is destined for the moment, definitely there for the present. And I think just because of that humble background, I've spoken to some people close to Redes, spoken to those who follow what I mean, and they realized, and they all said the same thing, that he's someone that is a good person, very humble, very professional and I think just I think that just goes a long way when you're so disciplined that you know when you do make that big jump to a bigger team or a bigger league that you know you're ready to go for it and I think those 
will hopefully allow Austin FC fans to understand that, you know, you're getting a player that is very uh, like that. And, and that goes a long way. I think if they're able to relate to him and, and understand where he's coming from and understands, you know, and, you know, he said that in his interview that he wants to go there to succeed. You know, he wants, he's going to give it his all. He wants to help the team. And that says a lot, really. I think that really says a lot when someone is going to say something like that. And especially for a new team like that, when you're the first ever signing of a, of a team that the pressure will be there, but he's up there and understands that he wants to succeed and he will give it his all. I think that goes a long way. And hopefully that will definitely help Austin FC fans understand the type of player you're getting. Yeah, that's really interesting. What, what is that region of, of Paraguay? What, is, what are they known for uh, where, where he's from? Well, it's, it's more of a – I can't give you a, a big um, understanding of it. It is a rural area. I know that they're obviously known for its uh, exportation of, like, uh, sugar, sugar cane, um, you know, a lot of rural areas, farming. It's a, it's a very big area of farming. So it's um, – it kind of is the typical, I mean, he's also someone that likes to speak in his native, uh, well, obviously, you know, Spanish, but in Paraguay, they have a different language called Guarani, which is technically the the indigenous language that is typically spoken to those. It is a national language, so it is required for all the Paraguayans to have some sort of understanding, but it's typically spoken to those who come from rural areas. I mean, I can give you an example. My parents, they're both, um, you know, they, they came from rural areas. They came in a similar situation like Red as, you know, farm areas. Um, they typically spoke in Guarani because that was the language that they, that's typically what they communicated in. And, you know, I think that kind of understanding from a rural perspective has allowed them to, to be more humble, to be more professional. And, you know, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but, um, I think, I think that's, um, I think that, I think it's the story that gets to him that will allow people to understand that, you know, this guy wants to succeed. You know, you see many professional players around the world that come from poor backgrounds that ended up becoming professional players and making a lot of money and always giving back. So Redis is just uh, another example of that. Yeah. Just about wrapping up, talking to Roberto Rojas here about, um, about Rodney Reyes, Reyes, the first uh, signing for Austin FC. And I wonder, uh, Roberto, what, what your kind of perception has been of Austin FC watching from afar and uh, if that changed at all today with, with the signing of, of, you know, the kind of club that, that Austin FC is going to kind of come into the league as just, cause just as, you've been, as you've been kind of watching all these expansion teams come in. Well, you know, it's, it is actually surprising. I was doing a bit of research, um, you know, telling people about what Austin is, like the whole city, the club, you know, the fact that Matthew McConaughey is one of the owners. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely going to give a, a good impression to a lot of Paraguayans back home. But um, what I understand is that, you know, I think when I mentioned that he is going to be a player that maybe won't have as much pressure because it is a new team. So whatever happens, happens. You know, they can go last place or they can go and win MLS cup or something. I think it wouldn't matter anyway. So, and that all depends on who they get, obviously. But I think what I've learned is that it is a team and, you know, obviously I'm going to speak to uh, been fortunate enough that people from Austin FC have reached out to me. Um, those, the fans, podcasters, journalists, that kind of stuff. I think they really are passionate about it. You know, I've learned that it is the, one of the top cities to live in, of course, in the United States. Um, 
and one of the most populous ones as well, despite them not having a professional team and this being its first professional team. I think it just allows that people might look at it and understand that, you know, they want to succeed. I'm sure there is a big passionate fan base out there. And, you know, as the entire league grows and how the sport continues to become much more uh, popular in this country, I think it's now become much more acceptable that people are able to talk about that. I think the rise of social media has also allowed them to understand that, you know, you get a new player and then immediately you can go on YouTube and, and just look at like, you know, a highlight video or, or goal in a game and they can automatically see what kind of player that is. You know, maybe you didn't get that a couple of years ago or 10, 20, 15 years ago, maybe you didn't get that kind of thing. But I think now it's become more accepted where you know a player and you know, you're going to get him or if it's a rumor or something, then they can go on YouTube and watch games of the player. And, you know, I think what's fortunate enough that we will, that I think will help Austin FC fans even more is that you still will get another half year of Red is playing in one on So you can get much better. You can, and obviously the league's about to start in a couple of weeks in, in Paraguay. Um, so that will allow more fans to understand, okay, you know, we can like be more prepared of what kind of player he is. You know, we can see what type of player he is and we can understand what type of player he is. So I think it's really something good for the league and for the team as well to invest in a young South American, as I said before. So it really will help these fans have that kind of understanding of like what you're going to get. And, you know, as I've seen in some of the videos and some of the presentations that they've done is that it is a fan base that really wanted that kind of sport. They wanted soccer in the city and, and hopefully that it will all pay out when it comes to that new stadium, when it opens and you get to see Redis on the pitch, hopefully helping the team uh, succeed and be successful. Yeah, I've definitely learned. I moved here in 2016, and it, it is a soccer city. I don't know that people around the country really know that yet, but I think uh, hopefully, right, as as we get closer and uh, if they're able to fill the stadium, hopefully this pandemic ends in time or, you know, things get back to normal in time that um, Austin can really show off that that it is a soccer city. Um, I think I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be going to be pretty cool. So uh, I really appreciate your time. Let people know um where they can find you and are you going to be following up on this story or are you going to be uh you know doing some stuff on on Rodney Redis as we as we get closer to to 2021 yeah absolutely um of course I'll, I'll definitely I think it's good for me to help um you know as I've seen a, a lot of fans already been following me on Twitter and DMing me as well so I think it's also important to and like I said you know I, I treat all the Paraguayan players the same be it whoever, especially that company, but especially that place here, you kind of want to have a more closer um, uh, lens to it. So, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Roberto Rojas97. That's where I typically do all my work or talk about whatever <laughs> floats my mind. Uh, you can also follow my podcast that I do every week called Low Limit Football. Um, that's all one word, Low Limit Football. So, yeah, I, I think it's important for me to to hopefully bring something to the Austin FC fans and that that they can learn about the player more. And I'm always obviously in communication with some of the players, um, some journalist players, those that are involved in the Paraguayan scene over there. So hopefully I can do my best to, to definitely talk about uh, this, your first ever signing. It's, it's, it's incredible to think about that as well. It, it is. It is. Now you start, you, you have the team and now you're like, you have the signings like, okay, it's actually going to get real. And now you're almost six months for the, the new year and you're like 
wow, this is actually going to happen. And obviously more signings are going to happen. And you have a whole team and, and hopefully you get to see fans come to the stadium if this whole pandemic, you know, just dies, dies down a bit. And yeah, I think that's all we can really ask for. We just hopefully that many fans are able to be supportive and, you know, I'll bring the best uh, possible information I can get uh, before the start of the season. And of course, when the season starts, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, Roberto, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. And sharing, you sharing the perspective, uh, as you know, a, a Google search on these things only goes so far. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Appreciate uh, it, man.